Hey, welcome to a cup of coffee. I'm Lebo Coffee. And I'm here with. I'm here with. Oh, that's my line. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't know you were gonna do that. We got. You can't sneak attack the intro on me. I could do whatever I want because I'm young. I'm fresh to death. You're. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm Tatum. I'm Lavelle's girlfriend. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> We've been together for almost two and a half years. Oh, uh, I know we had titles that we were just dropping on a podcast. Oh my gosh. Like, you can't just be <laughs> you can't just be dropping titles out the blue. Whatever. If you don't anyway, want to be sneaking I'm, up. I'm Lavelle's girlfriend. I'm Tatum. You didn't hear the last episode. I was on the last episode. Go check it out. Um Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. We did not talk about what we were going to talk about on this podcast before it started. But it's still going to be a good podcast because the news is popping out here. Like, first thing first, right? What? Takashi 69 is getting out of prison in 24 months. But he already served 13, so about 11 more months. Yeah, I don't care about Takashi 69 at all. But when I saw that, I, was, I thought it was crazy. See, I don't care about him at all either. I just care about... I care about everyone who was making fun of him and the fact that everybody was calling him a snitch. Like, let me give you a little background because I know you don't really care about Takashi 69 Yeah, you give give the background because I know nothing. He was like some little kid out of New York and then he started making like weird folk rock music and traveled overseas. Came back and started rapping and claiming he was a blood. So he started trolling everybody on the internet like blood this, blood that. You know, I'm a gangster. Woody woo woo, right? All that yeah. blase, blase, blase. And then from there, he started trying to commit crimes. Like Chief Keef the rapper, he put a hit out either on him or his cousin. He started doing robberies. He started putting just hits out, getting people shot at in New York, downtown, Times Square area. Mm-hmm. You know, all these illegal crimes. And then turns out he got he got kidnapped by his gang that he was claiming. Yeah. Because he didn't, he like began to denounce them and he owed them money. So they kidnapped him, mm-hmm. beat his ass, <laughs> made him pay them. And I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but I mean, he got kidnapped by your friends. That's, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think the reason why I don't take anything that this dude does seriously. I mean, look at him. I mean, like, don't judge a book by his cover, but like, but your actions match your looks. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You can, you can say look at him because he was a bozo. He was a clown. And that was his gimmick. But people loved it because he made hot music. Let me get it started. BB like, with the Robins. BB Sag is fire. Like, okay, that's, that's like, fire. But, like, I have literally never heard a Takashi 69 song. Ever. You've been in the car with me. You heard, you heard a few of them. You Why do you play him in the car? Oh, because his music was fire. Like on a car when you're trying to drive and get that beast, the bass, you know the bass would go crazy. Blicky with the sticky on, like it would it would go crazy. Yeah, so if you're in a car with me, you you heard his music, and it was it was it was entertaining. It was like party music. It gets you live. It gets you hype. Nicki Minaj did a song with him, so he was making you know as they say waves out there he was making waves I guess the problem with me is he committed all these crimes right mm-hmm. and he started snitching on everybody because they were like having sex with his baby mama they just kidnapped him they tortured him robbed him 
And you gotta remember, this is this is a kid. Like he's a he's a young man. So he's in court, and now everybody's like, "Oh, how old is he?" Kanye six nine, twenty twenty one. That young? Oh, I thought he was like. 27, 28. No, Takashi 6'9 is, 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 a, is a very young man. He's like a kid. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm only 23, but still. But no, he's still a kid, though. So, my thing is this. Like, I'm a kid. And I know a lot of real gangsters... Oh, actually, sorry. He's 23. Like, I know a lot of real gangsters who was like, oh, you know... You shouldn't be a snitch. And a lot of people who aren't gangster who was like, you shouldn't be a snitch. And let's make fun of this in front of him, right? For snitching. But they weren't thinking about all the lives that are being ruined. Like his whole little gang is in jail right now facing a lot of years. And it's not funny to, you know, this boy out here telling people to shoot people, rob people. Yeah, I mean, he's not a good influence. <laughs> yeah, he's out here telling people to do all these different crimes. And... If you got money, you can influence people to do whatever. So he influences yeah. these people to commit all these crimes, break all these laws for him to get up there and say, yeah, I'm going to tell on everybody so I can get out of prison. And people make fun of that. And I, I for me, I took, I took offense to it because there are some people who are either dead or scared to come outside because of him. And these people are going to prison for years. And these are fathers. These are uncles. These yeah, are true. breadwinners of family taking care of parents and uncles and cousins. Now, I know a lot of people are, are going to think about like, oh, well, they were committing crimes. They were a gang. Sure, that's that. But that doesn't defend the fact that he was, he basically got into the gang because he has money, became an influencer and a leader in the gang because of his money. And then from all that, it's going to say, hey, I told you to shoot at this person. I'm going to get out in 24 months. You go serve 30 years. Like, he basically told these people to commit these crimes, and now he's going home, and they're going to sit in prison. Yeah. And everybody's making fun of him. Like, oh, you're a snitch. But here's the part I have with people, everyday people, that I know, that you know, that we don't know who's on the internet trolling. Yeah. They all act like they want snitch, too. That's true, but also, like... I'm never going to be in that position, so like I have no idea what that's like. No, I know, and I won't either. <laughs> I won't either, God willing. But I'm just saying, people are like, oh, I wouldn't snitch. Yeah, you would. I know a few people personally who made memes saying they wouldn't snitch, but can't none of them know how to, can't none of them fight. Like, no one knows how to fight. They've probably been in two fights in their life, and one was with their mom, and one was with, like, their brother. So you mean tell me you about to go into prison? With these big ass dudes who've been in there for years doing nothing but lifting weights, and they offering you forty six years, twenty five years. Like, I'm gonna say off top, and if this makes me a bitch or sell out or whatever, like I would snitch. I'm sorry, my life is way more important than the bad decisions that you made in your life to get yourself in prison. Exactly. So people are making fun of like, oh, you're a snitch. Um, Everybody snitches. If you ever heard of Freeway Ricky Ross, he said everyone snitched on him and he didn't say anything. So, and he was a big, huge drug dealer, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So you mean tell me if a big time drug dealer got snitched on, you don't think the everyday average person is going to snitch? I for sure they would. I know you would. I know a lot of people who would. (laughs) Because nobody wants to go to prison for that long and no. have to 
fight. Absolutely not. I refuse. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. I have better things to be doing than wasting my life sitting in prison. I got one life to live. Yeah, like think about it. When you go, if you go to prison for twenty five years to come out, you don't know what a cell phone is. I'm gonna be in my fifties. No, I'm gonna be forty, forty seven. But like, but like, think about the technology difference. Yeah. You got to come out here and try to adjust. Yeah, think about think about technology forty eight years ago or twenty five years ago. Twenty years ago. Look at the, the Ten cell years ago. The cell phone difference. They, Ten years ago. They just had big Q cell phones. People were still using pay phones. Yeah. Like think about it. If you were in jail twenty years ago, you missed MP three players. Yeah. You miss you miss iPods. Yeah. You miss sidekicks. Yeah. You missed a lot. You missed the iPhone, you missed the tablet. Yeah, you missed the tablet. You missed the, you know, like Everything. That's 25 years. Smart TVs. Netflix in general. You don't know how great Kobe Bryant really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they hear about sports. No, nah, but he only played for 17 years. <laughs> you, you, you never got to witness it. You never got to witness it. <laughs> Who is Shaq? <laughs> like, think about this. No, that's true. Who is Beyonce to you? Like, you don't, you don't know Beyonce. You still true. singing Whitney Houston. They don't even know she's dead. At all. They sitting there just living life every day, not knowing anything. Oh, my gosh. All the, all the time that has passed you in 20 years. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But this leads me to another thing that, um, sorry, we got a little tangent there, but this leads me to the next little thing on the docket. People being stupid. Now I was talking to my like friend. you? First of all, I'm a genius. <laughs> I was talking to my friend, Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra, when you hear this, that's a shout out. So she was like, uh, I should talk about people being stupid and uh, people try their hardest to like clout chase and, you know, try to get in the public eye so hard that they do say and act anyway. But when they're in a the public eye, they look stupid as hell. And when the, the public, because we all are connected nowadays, Comment on the post that oh you're stupid, you're dumb, grow up, quit acting ignorant. Then they get offended. Then they get offended. For example, I got an example for this too, but you go first. The catch me outside. How about that girl? Everybody say you try to act black, and she say how do you act the color? And I can't say people say that because you know what the person means when they're saying it. Absolutely. So you're trying to act like you're from the ghetto or the hood. And portraying this act you see on movies with people patting their hair and got the big ass box braids and all that. You're copying that. And it's mainly portrayed in, or as people say, urban movies, which are basically just black people movies. So you're acting that way that you see in those movies. But when people say you, you're trying to act black, you say, no, I'm not. How do you act the color? No, her. Yeah. No, you're right. And another example of that is I saw on TikTok, which like I wasn't into TikTok until recently, but... I saw on TikTok, there's a trend going around of people doing the Crip Walk. And for a Crip Walk. Like the Crip Walk? Like the Crips? Like, like for Crips. But now, now I, I'm scrolling on TikTok, and I see 12, 13-year-old white girls doing and, and boys doing tutorials of how to Crip Walk. And I saw somebody do a reaction video to that. And they were like, this isn't just, um, like, a dance. This isn't just, like, a fun thing to be doing. Like, this represents actual people in actual gangs 
standing for something and like you do that in the wrong neighborhood and you kill and the severity of it that these kids don't understand don't know don't care to know and even when it's brought up to them they don't care it's just a fun trendy thing to be doing white kids doing the crip walk I will literally pull up the video at official Patrick Cloud on TikTok he did a reaction video to I'm gonna turn the sound off um, but to kids doing the teaching other people how to do the crip walk like two little white preteen kids doing a crip walk tutorial on TikTok they look stupid <laughs> They look so. <coughs> they look stupid. They look so stupid because they're trying to do the blue face dance, the little. In uh, the base called Jousting, because that's where it's from. It's called Jousting. And he made it popular with his little song. So they're trying to do like blue face and they're doing some party rock, like, you know, uh, rave. I don't know what you're going to call this. It ain't a crib walk. It ain't a crib walk. But the reason I don't blame these kids is because, like I said a few minutes ago, we are all now connected via social media. So, for example, it's a guy you, that you probably, you know his music, but you probably know, don't know his name. His name is O.T. Genesis. I heard of him. With the coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacon soda. I got bacon soda. Well, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I'm in love with the coco. Yeah, I can't say that one. That's him. It's the same song. He, he yells at as yes, it, it. It. He crip walks on Instagram. He has millions of followers. So, when you see OT Genesis crip walking in an all blue Santa outfit, <laughs> you think it's cool. It just goes back to, to people being stupid and yeah. doing it to get caught. Yeah, and you and you are stealing someone else's someone else's cultural culture. appropriation. Yeah, I couldn't think, <laughs> could think of the word cultural appropriation or the, or the, the, the words. But basically, you are stealing people's cultures. So, to you, is or to them, it's just a dance. To that little catch me outside, how about that? It's just her being herself. Y'all look stupid. You being ratchet. You being ghetto as fuck. And... Now, when people make fun of you or comment about it, it's like, oh, no, I'm just being myself. Oh, no, I'm just being myself. No, you're not. Mama ain't raised you to be like that. The mom, them, them white kids' parents, that I raised them to be out there crib walking, twisting up their fingers, sagging their pants, putting their hands up in the air like they throwing up gang signs. That little camping outside girl, how about that? Mama ain't raised her to be out here... Like whatever the fuck she be doing, <laughs> clapping her hands, clapping her. Like, who, what what the hell is that? And that's how she talks. And people follow her and love her. But is she getting record deals and yeah, series on Snapchat? And she got her ass beat by the other little white girl who need her ass whooped. But that's a different thing. That little white girl whooped her ass in that um, recording studio, caught her ass outside, and whooped her ass gonna switch gears here a little bit we'll get a little more serious here in the podcast so what inspires you to be a better person 
what inspires me. Um, what is an inspiration to me, like right now at this point in my life, is my little siblings because they do look up to me, um, and they they see my actions as like a set of examples um, for life, and like I'm the second kid in my family to move out the first kid in my family to like move totally to a different county and different city and move in with a significant other and all of that um so i i am aware of those eyes on me and so that inspires me to be better um being in this relationship with you inspires me to be better um because you inspire me and the things that you've experienced in your life and and how you've grown and how you've how you've gone through those things is very inspiring um and then in the future like something i've always wanted is to be a mom one day and like have kids and that's something that like i truly believe in my heart is something that i'm destined for and I know that, like, I need to be, I constantly need to become a better person for those future kids. Um, And also just, like, people in general. Like, I know that my life, like, everybody's lives affect other people's lives. And so, like, I know that my life, directly or indirectly, is going to affect somebody else's life. And so I want to make sure that what I'm putting out in the world and how it's affecting people is positive. So that inspires me. What about you? You a sap. What you mean I'm a sap? All that mushy mushy. That wasn't mushy mushy. Yes, it was. Stating the facts. My siblings look up to me because I'm a goddess. No, that's not what I'm saying. I have I'm just saying, like, I'm the, I'm the second oldest in my family, and I'm out in the world doing stuff now, and there's still kids. Like, if I, like, I, when I, uh, when my older sister, moved out of the house and had her life and even before that like I always looked up to her and always compared myself to her and while that probably wasn't the best thing in the world because now as adults we're like wow we're totally different people um it's like comparing apples and oranges but like I know that subconsciously my siblings compare themselves to each other and to me included so you know, or, or model themselves after or whatever. Um, and so I feel that as a responsibility on myself to be a good example, to show them, like, life can be good and, like, you can be a good person and what that looks like, so. What a great role model. I mean, I try to be. I fail a lot of the time, but. I try to be. That's great. Now, what inspired me? Cash money, baby. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just playing. Uh, honestly, what inspired me to, or what inspires me to to be a better person or to do better in life or to be more mature or to work on my mental health is... The people I used to know and the people I currently do know, and I I kind of compare myself to them, but
but based upon how we're living. For example, I know people my age who are still living at home with their parents. Mm-hmm. Some of them are living with their parents, but they're still going to school or they're working a good job and they're just dating. So those people I don't really judge. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're, you're going to school. So that's technically a job there. The other ones, okay, you're working and you're dating, but you don't want to just move out because you, it's hard out here. It's tough. So I can put myself to them and say, okay, cool. We're kind of in the same boat because I've moved out, moved back home to get back on my feet, moved out, moved back home, moved out, moved back home, and moved out again. You know, I'm never too too prideful to move back home. But I also compare myself against people who I know that are my age or older who are doing horrible in life. They work two, sometimes three jobs because they have to. They didn't want to get an education. Yeah. They didn't want to learn a trade because school, yeah. like like going to college, isn't for everybody. They want to learn a trade. They say that again. They didn't want to hustle to become an entrepreneur. You know, or they're out there trying to sell drugs still, or they want to be in a club every weekend. And I feel as if I lived both lives. I've been outside already. So you basically like you're married, cutting yourself down in your past and seeing where you've been in order to know where you need to go. Yeah, because I and like also when it hit me was like I was twenty twenty one, and my my old friend, his younger sibling, and his friends started calling me OG. Now I don't know when like. The ball got turned around and things changed. But I started having people who were 16, 17. Hey, OG. Oh, belly bowl slap a hoe. Oh, he a big homie. What's up? Woo, woo, woo. And to me, that I was like, oh, yeah. I'm out here. Y'all see me? But then at the same time, I was like, oh, snap. Like, whoa. Y'all shouldn't be doing or talking the way I'm talking. Y'all shouldn't be doing or acting the way I'm acting. Yeah. And I'm not saying I was out there doing a bunch of dumb stuff or I'm like the hardest person or, you know, anything of that matter. I was just outside. So I was seeing. (coughs) I was just outside. So I was seeing things. I was participating in things. And I seen those younger people also start to do the same thing. So from there, I was like. That's not okay. I shouldn't hear about y'all doing, you know, this, that, and the third. I shouldn't hear you all talking about the things you're talking about like you're an adult. I shouldn't see y'all trying to drink and or smoke. Yeah. Or try these pills or to do these different things. And to me, I took it on my shoulders because I'm like, hey, I'm kind of glorifying these things and these young men are looking at me like, hey, since Vel's doing it... It's okay for me. It's okay for me to do it. Since Vel did it when he was my age, it's okay for me to do none of that, you know. Vel did it with my age, and he made it out, so I can do it right now and make it out later. Yeah. But that's the kind of thinking that gets you killed. Yeah. So, and then um, one of them went to the Army. The other one was supposed to go to the Army, but he went to join the fire department. The other one's now a DJ slash producer. 
Then another one's trying to become a, a producer. Um, some people that are my age. One's a rapper. Two of them play like college sports. So I'm just like, okay, that's great. I'm glad that like I was able to reach some people. Like, hey, no, stop this because it's 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 not a, a like it's fun. Don't get me wrong, it's fun to go out almost every day, get fucked up, go home, sleep it off, and do it again the next day. It's fun when you stay out of trouble, right? But then you see people who get killed or who end up in jail or who end up you know strung out on drugs. And then you sit back and say, oh, that could have been me. And we're all so young, so I'm glad that they changed their lives. And that kind of, they kind they inspired me to want to be a better person to change because I was, I was comfortable just going to work, going to school, then going out to party or have fun. I was comfortable doing that. But they should be like, hey, you know, we're following your steps. What would you do if one of us got hurt? And those type of questions and thoughts made me like, oh, I can't be doing this. Yeah. This this is not okay. This is not good. Yeah. So then that made me change. And it also made me think about my mental health. Because I realized it helped me it helped me realize that hey, I have an anger problem. Like people love to be around me. People say I'm a good speaker, I'm fun, I'm funny, I'm nice. You, you know, I'm charismatic. You know, I'm easy on the eyes. All that good stuff, right? <laughs> but at the same time, they're like, yo, well, when you get mad and you start to hulk up, nobody wants to be around you. And I never understood that until I started trying to like change my life. And I read a book called As Man Thinketh. In the book, basically, like, you are what you think you are. So if you think you're angry and think you're always going to be upset or you're thinking negatively. And that's all you're going to be. That's all you're going to be. It don't matter if you get blessed with $5 million. You're going to yeah. say, why wasn't it $5 million and one? Right. So to me, I was like, I didn't take care of my mental health. I need to get myself. First, I need to mature. Secondly, I need to change how, I, how I'm thinking. And third, I need to change how I'm acting. And just become a better person because when people stop wanting to be around you because of your anger, your attitude, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a sociopath, psychopath, any of that. That's going to hurt your feelings. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, cool. No one wants to be around me because of my attitude. And some people are like, man, F everybody. I don't need nobody. Like, no, being alone hurts. So then you're like, okay, I need to change this because this is a problem. Absolutely. And that's when I thought, okay, cool. I have an anger problem. I started looking up apps and looking online, different techniques, different things you can do. And it has helped me tremendously. And, you know, I feel as if, uh, I feel, I, this is me personally, I feel everyone deals with some form of mental health. Yeah, I mean, mental health is like another one of the inspirations of me bettering myself because... I mean, trigger warning for sexual assault and going through therapy and all of that. So turn this off if you have a sensitivity to that. Um, But so I was raped in 2016, four years ago, and um, almost four years ago. And 
that put me into therapy. And uh, before that, I had recently, right before that, I had recently gotten diagnosed with uh, an anxiety disorder, depression, and ADHD, severe adult ADHD, which I didn't know anything about, but it made a lot of sense for me in my life because I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I you know, could never focus in school. Um, or, oh, that's why I am having panic attacks every day. <laughs> um, and after being in therapy, and then the rape happened, and I dealt with PTSD, not really PTSD for years, um, that only until like the past year has it gotten better, but um, went through therapy for the past four years, almost twice a week. Uh, and through all of that, have learned how my actions affect other people, how other people's actions affect me, um, tools, and, and I did, um, what's it called? DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, that's what it's called. Um, I did dialectical behavioral therapy twice a week for two years, and that is an intensive course that goes into depth of tools and um, tricks for helping your mental health, helping when you are having an anxiety attack, helping when you're having a depressive um, slump, helping when you're having a a traumatic flashback or whatever, um, and dealing with that. And all of that's been super helpful that even now where I don't get anxiety attacks as often as I used to. I get them maybe once every couple months. Um, I do struggle with depression still really bad and occasionally PTSD. But um, because of learning all those tools and stuff, it's made my life significantly easier and better and has made me a better person because then I can look at my actions and be like, figure out the reasons why my actions are the way that they are and then change it or figure out how to be better. That's why I'm always asking questions of the how, how, how did this happen? Why did this happen? How did I get to there? How, what was my thought process to get here? And those are the things that help me see like, okay, well now I know, if I'm thinking X, Y, Z, I need to think Z, Y, X or whatever uh, in order to think, do things most effectively and be a better person. I feel as if, as uh, black people, honestly, and I don't mean to keep bringing things about race into this, but I know a lot of black people who deal with a lot of things that you deal with. Yeah. Whether, whether it's anxiety, depression, PTSD, um... Dude, you got PTSD you know, from your childhood. You know, all that. Yeah, so it's like, especially people dealing with PTSD, because if you ever seen somebody get shot, you got PTSD. Those cold sweats at night, waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll wake you up, and then you'll look at me like, you're going to punch the shit out of me, and then you could, like, shake out of it, because then you realize, oh, wait, no, nobody's trying to hurt me. It's just Tato. Yeah, like, yeah, like, so... We need to start taking care of ourselves. Go get some therapy. Go Absolutely. talk to somebody. They have online programs. They have 
uh, hotlines you can call into. Uh, and I know I know it's hard for people with depression because like once you're in that room with the you know the dark room, everything's you know dark. It's hard to call out of that and say, "Hey, I'm going to reach out for help." So that's why I feel like we need to have like if you have true friends out there, reach out once a week, twice a week. Just hey, how you doing? What's going on? Just checking on you once a week. They probably say, "Oh, nothing's wrong." They're like, "Man, I'm struggling right now." If they say they're struggling, sit back, relax, listen to what they got to say. Don't be judgmental. Just be there for them because people going through stuff out here, and not everybody knows what they're going through. You don't. You don't know. So whether it's depression, PTSD, anxiety, uh, whether you're a sociopath, psychopath, whatever you're going through, you know, be there for for your friends and, and try to get help. Go online. If you're not comfortable talking to somebody right now, go online and read read blogs or read books about it. Everybody writes books nowadays. Read a blog, read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to a, a what's that audio book. They have different things out there. Just don't let your pride hurt you mentally. Also, a amazing tool that I've used um, for helping with my mental health. I'm not in therapy anymore. Because it's very expensive. Um, and because I went for so long, I kind of have my toolkit in place. Um, but if you can't, two things. If you can't afford therapy, use, um, there's an app called Talkspace. And there's another one, um, BetterHelp. BetterHelp and Talkspace. Those are, which if you guys want to sponsor us, please sponsor us. We would love to sponsor you. We would love to advertise for you because you guys are awesome. Either one of you. But BetterHelp and Talkspace, they're both apps online where you can talk with therapists via text um, or I think phone calls or, or, or video chats an option too, but those are super, way, way, way more affordable than, um, paying to go to a therapist. Um, but if you're even not ready for that, go on YouTube, literally search the thing that you're struggling with. You're going to find thousands upon thousands of people who are dealing with the same shit as you. And, but they decided to open up and talk about it on the internet. Or people who went through the same stuff as you, and now they're telling how they got out of it. And you're listening to what they have to say, and you're listening to what their experience is. And it may not be 100% exact, and you still may feel like nobody gets you. But I promise you, it will help, and it will help you feel less alone once you realize how many people are feeling the same way as you. It does help. Yeah, that is true. Um, because I know for me personally, I'm often like, man, I'm alone in this situation. And as soon as I reach out to some people, they're like, man, I went through that like two weeks ago, dog. You'll be all right. And it's like, no, you don't understand. It was like, I explain my situation to them, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and all those, you know, different emotions that I'm learning how to, you know, express. They tell me, no, you're not alone in this. We all go through this. And another thing that I want to just end this podcast on, because we have to, you know, get ready for bed and eat dinner, all things like that. I just want to say we all need to work on expressing ourselves, number one. But also, number two, we need to work on comprehending what's being expressed to us. Because we all talk differently. We all express ourselves differently. 
we all react to things differently. So if someone's coming at you in a way that you're not used to them approaching you, whether it's them asking for help, whether it's them asking you if you need help, just take your time and think about what they're saying. Think about what they're trying to say. Don't always have that wall up. Just say, hey, is this person really trying to genuinely help me with a helping hand? And if they are, just sit back and say thank you for the help and move forward with it. Don't just, you know, keep having that wall up because that also makes people not want to approach you and to help you, even if they are a friend. Because if they're constantly trying to help you and assist you and you're constantly uh, pushing them away and not even letting one brick off the wall, it makes people hesitate on helping you. Absolutely. I completely agree. All right. So that's it. Episode four is done. I'm out of here. And uh, DM us if you guys have any topics you guys want us to cover. Any um, ideas, any questions. We'd love to give advice. I love giving advice. So if you have any things you want advice on, we can absolutely do that. Um, yeah. My Instagram is king underscore coffee. My other Instagram is no better underscore do better underscore be better one. My Instagram is Tatum Blinn. My Twitter is Tatum Blinn. My Snapchat is Tatum Blinn. And... My other Instagram is Disney Tate if you want to follow some fun Disney stuff. Oh, and my Snapchat is King-Coffee. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you guys in the next episode of A Cup of Coffee. Talk to you later. Talk to you later on the next episode. It's been fun.